The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And I need a little laughter. How about you? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Take a look around. It's getting closer by the hour. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we tend to sit on our blessed assurance and not do much. But if we want to be doers like Jesus told us to be, then we could use these. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You know, I haven't told a good joke in such a long time. I can't even answer that. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk here. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next, what, 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. It's, just, it's, just, it's so much easier just to tell you that. that we, we don't have a clue. We're doing the best we can, but we have no idea. We just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't even tell you when the breaks are coming. We think we know. We just don't know. Yeah, we don't care that much. Hey, for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. How do you handle when you're talking to somebody and you know they're sharing something with you and you know in your heart they're wrong and you want to share, oh, you're wrong, but you have to do it with wisdom? Have you ever gone through that process and you got to be really careful how you say it? Oh, my. Hey, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that's an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. We don't want it to die of loneliness. Just reach out to us. There's a couple ways to do that. You can send your paper airplane because yesterday was paper airplane day. That, yeah, you missed your, missed your opportunity. Missed your window. But you can still reach out to us and call, by the way, 972-445-0770. Now, you might have a question that you do want to ask, something you're like, I don't understand this. You might, might be just wanting to get other people together with you to pray collectively so that you can have more faith going after something that you need to get taken care of. Or maybe you want to share something that the Lord's doing that's just fantastic in your life. Hey. All you got to do is call 972-445-0770. What's cool about that is when you call 972-445-0770, you can end up talking to Captain Chris. And that's like catching every green light in downtown. It's just so good. You will be...
See, I thought that worked really good because your green lights and you sail right through, and then this. Okay. I'm sailing. Okay, I gotcha. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That is the text number. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also text during the show live. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. I don't know what your standard rates are, but they probably apply. Also, uh, you can email during the show. David at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. David. Put those together so it's David. Only it's a little closer. David at he must increase dot org. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple of things to tell you up ahead of time. Uh, as you guys know, we have a board meeting tonight. So be in prayer for us as we talk about strategies for the ministry. That's important. Also pray that uh, that Deb and Steve have very narrow eyes because last time they saw me, I was 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> so it's, I'm just saying, just, you know, like, wow, Dave, you look thin. Sure. Anyway, uh, also don't forget the video uh, for the uh, ambassador program. That's up at the top of the website. And then we got all the addresses together, and we're going to be sending out uh, brochures next week. So everything's coming together as uh, the Lord has looks like the Lord has led us into. The last thing to tell you about is money, because money is relatively important. Uh, I don't have any relatives that have any money, but it's still relatively important. The bottom line is we need the funds to keep the ministry going. There's just nothing else to be said. You're not going to get a special uh, little rock. You're not going to get a little uh, penny that's in acrylic. You're not going to get a special pen, uh, though we probably could get pens, but we're not going to. Uh, we're not going to do any tchotchkes for anything. And if you're given to the ministry, you believe in it, you want us to help further the kingdom of God through this form of encouragement and strengthening, that's what you get, plus a tax uh, receipt, a receipt for your tax deductible donation. You get that at the end of the year. Usually I get that out in the first three or four weeks, so you get it pretty early. Bottom line, if you can give, give. If you can't, not a problem. You are Not only are you welcome to be a part of the show, but pray for us. Make it a part of your life to pray for us. We need the help. Uh, let's go. Let's send you to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. So I'm not I'm not sure what's worse, the fact that I sit there and listen to that and love that, or the fact that you guys sit and listen on the show and you still listen to the whole thing. And doesn't that say quite a bit about you? All right. Uh, excellent job, by the way. I feel that's a Friday delight or a treat, a good way to bring it into the uh, weekend. 
Let's get into our text. We are in the book of Hebrews, and we are at a wonderful, empowering moment in the book of Hebrews. Before we get into chapter 7, where we'll be talking about the high priest Melchizedek, we're right now in this place where uh, the, the author of Hebrews, the author is unknown, but the author of Hebrews is just now writing, talk, and we're going to pick it back up actually at verse 18 so we could ramp it into verse 19. It says, so that th- through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope that's set before us. Verse 19 in our text We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Listen to that text. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So there are a couple of acronyms for um, hope. I'll give you a couple that I've heard. They're not, I don't think any of them are brilliant, but I'm just telling you what we have. One of them is whole, or is, is heaven organizing positive events. Okay, that's one of the acronyms. Another acronym is hold on, pain ends. Hold on, pain ends. And then uh, he offers peace eternally. That's another uh, hope acronym. Here's the bottom line. Hope is essential for the Christian to have a sense of stability, and a sense of security to have a firmness in the faith and an ability not to be blown about by the winds and the waves. If you think of the illustration that the author's given, he's talking about an anchor to the soul. So obviously you're going to think, what's the anchor? Okay, anchor. We're not talking about a television anchor because they don't give you any kind of security whatsoever. In fact, they do a great job of lying, so that doesn't count. Uh, An anchor in this case would be to some kind of uh, marine uh, product or boat, something along those lines. And what does an anchor do for a boat? What does it do? It doesn't let it get beat down so much and driven by the wind that it's lost and loses direction. It uh, gets, you know, wiped out. It helps bring stability. And some of us go through our Christian walk and we forget that that hope that we have is a stabilizer. Now, I'm a big Star Trek fan. You guys might not be, I understand. And uh, big Star Wars. Actually, I'm a big sci-fi fan, so I think that's kind of the, the whole thing there. And so whenever they have a, a problem with uh, they go into some kind of little area and the gravitational goes you know nutty cuckoo and they all start floating or bouncing off the walls or whatever, they turn on the stabilizers. You see? You see? And what is they did? Then they're all standing up, normal, walking, so on and so forth. You and I, using the hope for our faith, need to walk and turn on our stabilizers. Because if we're not walking in the constant power of hope, then we're fighting against a constant battle against doom. And our hope, by the way, is the greatest hope ever. 
Eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them. So the one of the coolest things is you read the book of Revelation and you go, well, you know, this is a picture that God's trying to communicate to us in many formats of, you know, how things are going to be. We're getting it in illustrative form, which is totally cool. It doesn't matter whether you're pre-mill, all-mill, or post-mill. It's a picture. And so you're looking at it and you're going, wow, that's cool. That's awesome. But heaven will actually be greater than what we can conceive because our eyes can't see it. Our mind can't comprehend it. Our ears can't hear it. And we cannot seize it upon how great it's going to be. So I have taken it upon myself to challenge the norm. <laughs> to ch- we're going to go along. So to challenge the norm and to make my Christian hope different than most people. Because most people, their Christian hope has to do, you know, with gathering with family and that, you know, you're seeing all your family and you're, you know, that kind of thing. That's not my hope. Sorry. <laughs> my hope is planet chocolate. Yep, that's my hope. I go to Planet Chocolate. I get in there. I eat as much chocolate as I want. Nobody can say a word. I don't gain any weight. It's fantastic. It's the best chocolate ever. And you're thinking, but that's so ridiculous. I know, but if I'm thinking that, and the scripture says, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for him, for them, then what I'm thinking of falls short of what heaven will be. So now I get to have fun with it because whatever I come up with, heaven will be better. So for those that like golf, it's simple. Planet golf, one hole, whole planet. (laughs) It's like, come on, right? If you're a sushi lover, you notice I've done food twice now. Sushi twice, right? I mean, for Noel, it's going to be planet massage, okay? Okay, there'll be angels, but that's not the point. The point is, you know, she wants a massage. Like, all the time, she loves that, right? Or people are going to want planet flowers and just, oh, my God, look at all these flowers. They're so wonderful. You know, that's what it is. And you think, well, that's just absolutely absurd. No, that's a mark. That's a cornerstone. That's a, a place where you can mark it. Maybe not a, a cornerstone, a bookmark. That would be good. It's a bookmark for you to, stay, to, for you to say and understand the Christian hope is better than that. And you just think, what? I keep thinking I'm going to get a starship. I'm going to travel around. I'm not going to be Captain Kirk because he had his own problems. Although he was thinner than I am. That's not the point. The point is I'm going to go have a great time. It's going to be awesome. Guess what? Heaven will be better. Okay. That's a powerful hope. I mean, the idea that the church somehow communicated to everybody that we're going to be sitting on clouds playing um, harps and reading the same magazine that you've been reading at your dentist's office for the last 50 years, somehow that's an eternal hope. Like, what? That's not hope. And then the other belief systems, their hopes based on sex, although, you know, a limited amount of times. My hopes based on living 60 trillion, gazillion, bazillion years. I'm getting a starship. See ya. (laughs) And heaven will yet be better than that. That that just like, well, okay, I want that. Of course you want. That's the whole great gift. That hope brings, it stabilizes us, it gives us an anchor to the soul, and when everything goes nutty, we have something very, very focused to hang on to, something beyond our heart's imagination of greatness, okay? We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything. He's the hungry giant. 
Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity-jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity-jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. that is... La, 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 you asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. <laughs> I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough. Because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our first trivia question. Who did Paul write to telling him not to ignore his gift? Who did Paul write to? Ooh, who did Paul write to? Telling him not to ignore the gift that was in him. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. 
As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. I was telling Captain Chris, I had a headache for like a half a day. And then just finally just took some finally. T- I don't like taking aspirin. I don't know what it is. Just like it gives my stomach a, like a ootsy. It's like it hurts. It's Yiddish for ouch. And so uh, uh, then uh, uh, I took, but my headache's going away. See, I guess they kind of know what they're doing <laughs> sometimes. Okay, again, the trivia question, then we'll go into a few other things. Like I said, the brochures are going to go out uh, next week. Uh, don't forget to go to the website. Video is at the top of the website for the ambassador uh, video. It's pretty simple. You guys will get it. And then uh, the other thing, uh, we will be praying for Ukraine and for USA. I do want to mention, keep uh, Jennifer in prayer. She's on a little vacay. Don, because he's the owner of the station, and Captain Chris. Always keep Captain Chris in prayer because he needs to be covered, too. He goes through spiritual for- warfare. doesn't even know it's spiritual warfare. He's getting attacked all the time. So you got to be like kind of like, oh, yeah, we got to be praying for those people. So don't forget that. All right. Uh, trivia question again. i got so much to do that we're just going to keep rolling. Uh, the trivia question is uh, to whom? To whom? Who did Paul write to telling him not to ignore his gift? This is definitely one of the younger ministers referenced in the New Testament. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then at last, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I want to go back to this text because there's something in here that's just amazing because I didn't even finish the verse. This is a, I could have gone on that other stuff for a long time because I got a lot of planets in my head and uh, just can't wait for heaven because I think it'll be so awesome. Uh, but here it is. It says, verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. So it's really important to understand that it's an anchor. It's something that stabilizes. As goofy as it might be and as fun as you can make it, it's one of the most powerful elements of our faith is our hope. And then it says this. It's it's our, it's an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Now listen to this. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Now these are the little statements in Hebrew, in the, in the letter to the Hebrew Christians, that a lot of people go, huh? What does that even mean? I mean, it's like... What what are you talking about? Inner sanctuary curtain? What what is this? Is this is this the Wizard of Oz? Right? Is this the very pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of thing? It's like, is this what's going on? So in the Old Testament, the high priest could go into the presence of God one day a year. And that would be for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And in that inner sanctuary, it was separated from the other part of the sanctuary by the, a curtain or by, you know, what, 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 we'll just say it's a curtain, just the easiest way to say it. And so for the priest to go into the inner sanctuary, the curtain had to be moved and then he would go in there. But what Jesus did in dying on the cross for us, he did something that people just kind of like, they kind of skip by it because they're not really catching it. Jesus enabled us to go into the inner sanctuary, past the curtain, okay, anytime we want to go into the actual presence of God. And you think, well, no, no. Not only is that so, but just so you can know, we'll be diving into this in great depth in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 22, because one of the most important things that happens for people of faith who believe in Jesus Christ is God has granted them 
access to his presence 365, 24-7. So when people tell me I don't have time to spend in the Word or I don't have time to spend in prayer, but I certainly have an hour and a half to watch something on Netflix, you already know something's not right. Okay, you're, it's like it's not genius or anything. And the issue there is that we have this pass or this opportunity to access the presence of God any time we want because of Jesus Christ. Not one day a year, every moment of every year. And that's another benefit or add-on that the hope has brought to us that anytime we need to call upon the name of the Lord, anytime we need to engage with God, we can. Even if, what, I'll be trying to be careful, even if the country you live in is oppressive against that, they can't stop your internal from crying out to God. It's just the truth. You can't change that. They might be able to confiscate a lot of Bibles, which a lot of countries are doing. Or they might be saying, we have an issued Bible from the government, which, of course, you know won't be right. But they cannot stop you from accessing the presence of God. Though I'm sure at some point, as we get towards the very, very end, somebody's going to try and figure out how. Okay. Bottom line is that's what the hope does for us. That's where the hope takes us. It's not only this fantastic, eternal Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Theater. <laughs> that may be a great way to say it. But it is also this ability to engage with God at any time, at any moment, for any purpose because of the redeeming work that Jesus Christ made. In fact, this whole setup that I'm talking about right now is the entire premise of the next chapter. The entire premise of the next chapter has to do with Melchizedek, the high priest, who Jesus is in the model of or is in the formation of. And that high priest has enabled us access. And that's why this is so important to understand. God has made a way through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. So on our end, there is no excuse. There is no excuse that's acceptable. We, it, it's a simple process. If the pipe between you and and God is not flowing, it's on your end that it's clogging. Not on his end. He's 24-7, 365. It's on our end. Okay? All right. All right, I got to answer the trivia, right? Chris watching over me like a hawk. Make sure to do trivia, Dave. <laughs> Who uh, did Paul write to telling him not to ignore his God? gift that was within him. Again, I want to say one of the best guessers we have. Uh, Deb, Deborah is one of the guess, best guessers. And then Deb, our board member, is also another fantastic guesser. She guesses. She'll put it in that she puts a question mark. It is Timothy! That is correct! And Timothy, the young man, is just like, hey, you got a gift in you. Don't ignore it. God put something in you. You're going to have an ownership or responsibility for it. You have an accountability for it and a stewardship for it. Make sure you're using the gift that God gave you. That's the whole premise of that. Okay? All right, we'll take our break and come back. we got an amazing hour coming up. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned, which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the freedom for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, arr, 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 and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us... Every one of us before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. But the only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. <laughs> See, it's the only way it can happen is because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what? I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience.